Today is Friday, July 29th, 2022, and this is Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis, and let's get right into it. Your Weather Command Forecast. For the rest of your Friday, sunny highs, mid-90s, east winds 5 to 15 miles an hour. Tonight, mostly cloudy in the evening, becoming partly cloudy. Scatter rain showers with a slight chance of thunderstorms. Low 60 to 65. Southeast winds 5 to 10, shifting to west winds after midnight. The chance of rain 50%. Saturday, sunny highs 90 to 95. Northwest winds 10 to 20. Saturday night, mostly clear. Lows around 60. North winds 10 to 15, shifting to northeast winds after midnight. Sunday, sunny highs 95 to 100. East winds up to 10 miles an hour, shifting to the south in the afternoon. Sunday night and Monday, mostly clear, lows 60 to 65. Highs 95 to 100. Monday night and Tuesday, breezy and not as warm. Partly cloudy, lows 65 to 70. Highs around 90. Tuesday night and Wednesday, mostly clear, lows around 60. Highs 80 to 85. Wednesday night, partly cloudy, 20% chance of rain showers, lows around 55. And Thursday, sunny, 20% chance of rain showers, highs 80 to 85. Let's take a look at local news. The Hill County Commission voted unanimously Thursday to approve a resolution that will ask voters to approve a 3% excise tax on medical and recreational cereals of marijuana. However, Clerk and Recorder Sue Armstrong stated that because the resolution did not include the language that will appear on the general election ballot, the commission will need to hold another vote. Commissioner Jake Strissel says they intend to put one question on the ballot asking voters to approve a tax on both medicinal and recreational marijuana sales. If approved, the tax could be implemented 90 days following the election. Election. The vote on the ballot language is expected to come at next Thursday's weekly business meeting. The Hill County Commission has not yet stated how they intend to use revenue produced by the tax. The Hill County Commission held a public meeting Wednesday afternoon at the courthouse and voted two to nothing to approve the preliminary plat approval for a major plat subdivision just east of Haver. Commissioner Mark Peterson was not present. The vote comes a few weeks after the commission voted to approve a settlement with Lodestar Development over alleged irregularities in the initial approval process. The project is for the creation of 10 residential lots of 20 acres or more. The only significant change in the plat from the one that was originally conditionally approved is that now only one lot will need to be hooked to a public sewer system. Three lots that were supposed to be hooked up to the public sewer system under the conditional approval can now use well water. With the approval Wednesday, the three-year clock now begins on meeting the conditions in the approval motion so that a final plat can be created and approved. U.S. Senator John Tester's bill that would provide health care to veterans that were exposed to dangerous toxins via burn pits failed to garner the 60 votes required to avoid a filibuster Wednesday. Tester, the lone statewide elected Democrat serving Montana, called out the 41 Senate Republicans that voted against the bill in a press call on Thursday. This is a slap in the face of every member of our volunteer military, those who have served and sacrificed, because promises were made, and those promises included they would be taken care of when they get returned home if they were damaged by the war and their service to this country. Montana's other U.S. Senator, Republican Steve Daines, voted against the bill. A spokesperson said he objected because of issues he had with the reconciliation package that was announced by Democrats earlier that day. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has scheduled another vote on the bill for Monday. The Montana Department of Environmental Quality says that a permanent air quality monitor will be placed in Haver sometime in the coming months, but it is not expected to be up and running in time for this year's wildfire season. Without a monitor currently in place, Hill County Health Officer Kim Berg says there are still ways to estimate air quality. 
If you get down below nine miles of visibility, then it's considered unhealthy for sensitive group, and that's when you should be limiting the outdoor activity that you're doing. Limit how vigorous it is, the time that you're out there. Take more breaks than normal. A temporary air quality monitor was previously placed on top of the Boys and Girls Club of the High Line, but that is no longer operational, and DEQ expressed concerns about difficulty and safety regarding accessing its location. Before we move on to state news, we have one local COVID update to provide you. It's for Blaine County. They announced yesterday that from the 26th through the 28th of this month, they reported 22 new COVID cases, 27 recoveries, and one new hospitalization. Total case count for Blaine, 2,674. Active cases, 34. Hospitalizations, 1. Recoveries, 2,606. Deaths, 34. If you test positive on a home test, please contact your local health department. Free at-home test kits available throughout Blaine County, including at their health department in Chinook, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to noon and 1 to 5 p.m., the Harlem Public Library today till 2 p.m., and the Big Flat Grocery and Turner during regular business hours. Now turning to state news, the Montana Free Press reports a district judge in Yellowstone County on Wednesday struck down new restrictions on ballot distribution in Montana, declaring the law a violation of the state's constitution. The order from Judge Michael Moses emerged from an ongoing consolidated lawsuit against the Secretary of State's office challenging four election administration laws passed by the Montana legislature in 2021. One of those laws, HB 506, barred county election officials from distributing ballots to minors who would turn 18 during the month leading up to election day. Moses's ruling removes the HB 506 question from the case, which is otherwise scheduled for trial August 15th. Wednesday's pretrial resolution of the 506 challenge House bill was the result of dueling requests by Secretary of State Christy Jacobson and the plaintiffs for summary judgment. Jacobson's legal team had argued the right to vote under the Montana Constitution does not extend to absentee voting, the primary avenue, by which minors would receive a ballot ahead of an election, and that the bill is necessary to ensure that only qualified voters receive mail-in ballots. The forward Montana Foundation, Mont PIRG, and Montana Youth Action countered that the law unfairly signals out a subset of voters and violates their constitutional right to vote. Moses agreed with the plaintiffs. The Montana Free Press also reports two environmental groups challenged the Montana Department of Environmental Quality's approval of a proposed coal mine expansion in a Rosebud County District Court this week. They cited the expansion's potential to worsen the effects of climate change here in Montana. In their Tuesday filing, the Montana Environmental Information Center and the Sierra Club argue that Westmoreland Rosebud Mining, LLC's proposal to expand the Rosebud Mine into the headwaters of Lee Coulee would exacerbate climate change impacts ranging from shrinking snowpacks and increasing wildfire activity to crop losses forest die-offs, and wildfire smoke-induced air quality declines. Coal from the Rosebud Mine is the primary fuel source for the Coal Strip power plant. Coal Strip is the largest source of atmosphere-warming greenhouse gas emissions in the state, emitting approximately 8.2 million tons of carbon dioxide per year, according to the lawsuit. As proposed, the expansion would allow Westmoreland Rosebud Mining to strip mine 62.3 million tons of coal over a 21-year period. The expansion would occur in the Lee Cooley headwaters, which flow into Rosebud Creek, a tributary of the Yellowstone River. A 37-year-old Billings woman was sentenced Thursday to two and a half years in prison, followed by five-year supervised release for multiple counts of wire fraud, bank fraud, and aggravated identity theft. Additionally, the defendant, Elizabeth Ray Stevenson, was ordered to pay over $21,000 in restitution. Stevenson, while working at an assisted living facility in Billings, took the debit card and PIN from a 96-year-old resident who requested she buy him a six-pack of beer. Stevenson did so, and then used the victim's bank card 12 times to place funds, over $1,000, on the Telmate 
made account of her boyfriend who was incarcerated in Idaho. Over the next month, and on 22 separate occasions, Stevenson took the card to an ATM and withdrew over $16,200 from the victim's account, always in $700 increments. Stevenson also utilized the victim's credit card to obtain thousands of dollars of criminal legal services for her boyfriend. All told, Stevenson caused a loss of over $21,000 to the elderly victim. The missing money was discovered by a relative who was serving as the victim's power of attorney. And breaking state news before we move on to wheat prices, the Montana Department of Livestock announced today that this past Monday, they confirmed that a Flathead County backyard poultry flock tests positive for highly pathogenic avian influenza. It's the 10th flock in Montana linked to the current wave of HPAI infections in the United States, traced to seasonal migrations of wild birds. Poultry owners should continue to practice enhanced biosecurity measures. We'll have more on this in news later today. And now let's look at those wheat prices for today. Another increase in prices from the previous day. We'll start with Hill County winter wheat is up to $7.78 per bushel. Spring, $8.38. Blaine, $7.68 winter, $8.33 spring. Liberty, $7.83 winter, $8.38 spring. Shodo, $7.78 winter, $8.38 spring. And Phillips, $7.63 winter, $8.28 spring when we return to Montana at noon. And now taking a look at funeral notices for today. On the evening of July 26th, Anne-Marie Denny passed away at St. Vincent's Healthcare due to cancer. Wake services began at 3 p.m. today, and they will continue until our funeral service, which will be 10 a.m. tomorrow. This will all be at Our Savior's Lutheran Church. Burial will follow in the Pink Church Cemetery outside of Fort Belknap. And that is going to do it for this. Friday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Thanks everyone for listening and remember seven days a week we are your source for news and information. That's KOJM, KPQX, and HighlineToday.com. Everyone have a great rest of your Friday and a great weekend. Stay cool as well and stay safe out on those roads.